Subscribe to a Tim and we'll give you a Sid absolutely free. Tim and Sid podcasts available at iTunes or with your favorite podcatcher. Going in for the shot, a shot, he scores! It's For Leafs Bruins Game One. Tavares with a hat trick. This is the Leafs Morning Skate. Mitch Marner snaps it home on Sportsnet 590. The Fan. Onside or offside? Yeah. Tampa Bay will lose first round playoffs. Oh, offside. I didn't offside by myself. You are. You know what you are. You are William Nylander. Who are their potential offside. matchups? You are so <laughs> William So just by a bit. He was I'm upside by a toe. A toe cap. No, it wasn't a toe. That was a result of lazy thinking. That's what it was. A result of lazy thinking. No, but uh, they're playing Columbus, Montreal, or Carolina. And Columbus keep in mind, and keep in mind, who was it uh, in, in baseball a couple years ago? They uh, they had to win the last couple games to make the playoffs, and they ended up beating a top well, uh, ranked team, right? So all these teams now, happen, right? all these teams no now are fighting for their lives. Teams. You're telling me no you're going to play Columbus? Oh come on! And you got Bobrovsky pitching shutouts the last couple nights. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And you said I was offside when I told you Buffalo was not making the play, uh, not making the playoffs. I said I was offside. Again, so I'm excited talking about it. Buffalo's not. I mean, that's not going out in the limb saying that Buffalo's not making the playoffs. April first. This April fourth. Give your head a shake. Ten thirty-seven a.m. Tampa Bay is not not coming out of the first round. Wow. Well, there you go. That was Anthony Stewart. I told you. Yeah, I know you did. Well, I told you. It is one game. There's it no is. way Tampa's losing game two. And what did I say? I said it comes down to adversity. You got a 3-0 lead, and then you can't hold it. And lo and behold, here comes Columbus Blue Jackets after getting their nice big speech by John Tortorella after the first intermission, come back. So now how are they going to respond? They haven't been in this situation the whole entire year where they were leading a game 3 nothing and losing. I say they break. So I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> now, okay? No, don't say. I won't be surprised if Tampa Bay goes to Columbus down to nothing. So you can call me later for your lottery numbers if you want, because wow. I'm giving all the hot takes uh, today. And I forgot that you were. I thought Devo was being the hater. You were giving it to me pretty hard. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, that's okay. I, I appreciate the apology. There, are so. you at least going to give me credit? It's a least morning skate, by the way, with Sean Mathias, yeah. Anthony Stewart, and Jeff and Jeff Blair. I'll at give you credit with, give the credit for the yeah, with the Dallas. with the Dallas prediction, and but. That's not really off the board. My my prediction was off the board where people are calling me crazy. People that's usually what they uh, use as adjectives <laughs> for the you know for the Anthony brilliant the psychic yeah. steward. Yeah. Here we go. Scary yeah. good. And that was Mr. Perfect's uh, music, by the way. So okay, I don't think they're going to sweep them, but. I think Columbus is winning. You don't this think they're going to sweep them? The that's going very be. good. Thank what you. you. What Columbus and six. Columbus and six. And they're going to lose the first two games. Tampa. Yes. Ooh, I like it. John Cooper is too he's too relaxed. He didn't show oh, any man. any emotion and he's like, Oh well we lost. Well you better figure it out. He's gotta give some Tortorella speaches. Oh then get the out of here then. All right. Well we gotta we're <laughs> we're gonna talk about the Leafs and Bruins because it is Leafs Morning Skate, but I do wanna play John Tortorella's speech from last night between periods. I mean, as much as we can play of it. And then I wanna get I want to get you You played for him. I want to get your take on this speech. Is this what we normally hear from Torts? Go ahead, Derek. Forget about skills. Forget about X's and O's. It's a mindset of believing. It's amazing what can happen. So you stand in there. You stand in there and you don't take a backward step. Not for a second. 
second. It's a great opportunity to stand right face to face with him and go right to him. There is no one taking a back step here. All right, let's be ready to That got me fired up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the swear word was every two seconds. That was and, almost like Al Pacino, what the Al Pacino speech in any given Sunday. <laughs> you should have played that music to that. That <laughs> yeah, definitely fired me up. Uh, is, that, is that Torts? Yeah, it Sean? sounds like Torts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My first ever meeting with Torts, him and Kessler almost went at it in the dressing room. <laughs> like, first ever team meeting. Ryan? Yeah, Ryan Kessler. Oh they God. both stood up growing face-to-face, and Ryan was a little bit bigger, but yeah. they both weren't stepping back. Like he said, don't take a backward step, and both those gentlemen weren't, so... Um, yeah, he's uh, he's full of energy when he's in the room talking to the guys, and he likes to start meetings about ten minutes early, so he's uh, he's off the wall, that's for sure. But I think that shows his evolution as a coach. Whereas before, he would be yelling at the team, so he's sort of using this to motivate mm-hmm. them. Before, where he'd be chirping the goaltending, he'd be chirping the defense. He's not calling them out. No, he wasn't yeah. calling them out, but you could see, up. you yeah. know, the guys at the end they were fired up, ready to go by their applause. Right, every single guy is staring right at him, like you can see they're yeah. ready to go. So I mean, he got the boys going there. Yeah. Whereas I would have a coach yelling at me, I told you to change. When Sundin's on the ice, I don't care if you're on a breakaway, get off the ice. So it's a different type of motiva- yeah, motivating factor. Some of the things factor. coaches will say to you at times when the cameras aren't around, it's unbelievable what they will actually say. I remember that, Pete DeBoer giving it to me once, and the boys were all dying because I was sitting literally right in front of him, and he thought I was on the ice just giving it to me. And the boys were like, you know he's right in front of you. Yeah, that's like, Man, it's the worst when a coach gets on you. Well, anyhow, there you go. The Columbus Blue Jackets winning. Um, Dallas winning. St. Louis winning. Shocked by that one. Day of the underdog. Islanders winning. Yeah, it really was. It was a day of the, uh, it was a day of the underdog. Um, and tonight, as we mentioned, the Leafs and the Bruins will start their best of seven series, 7 o'clock on CBS. Um, works out. <laughs> Is that Ziggy? Where no, is Ziggy? Honestly, Ziggy. I have not seen Ziggy. He's, I saw on his Instagram that he said he's going to be here. I haven't seen him. Oh, he's probably doing. He's probably, probably. Is that the juice bar? Pimping yeah, his. juicing. <laughs> he's probably primping or something like that, his hair. Not pimping, primping. You know, he's probably combing his hair. Yeah, that was that was that Jake Gardner hey, being excited? I didn't play a lot, all right? Was that Get Jake, off my back. Was that Jake Gardner <laughs> being excited, Derek? I can't remember um, that drop. We're excited. Yeah, who is that? That's, yeah. Um, we're excited. The Leafs are excited to take on the Bruins. Uh, all right, so the, the form chart didn't necessarily hold in ga- in day one. Um, what do you see happening tonight? Aston Bruins. Yeah, we'll ask you first. You're in a bit of a role. It's going to be tough. It's going to be <laughs> tough going into the garden and, you know, you're on the road. You don't really have your routine that you usually do at home. So uh, I think if they can get out of the first 10 minutes unscathed, you know, in 0-0, you know, tie or, you know, no one gets knocked out of the game. We know some guys are, you know, mm. playing with some nagging injuries. I think they really have a chance, but I can see this game possibly coming, you know, being out of hand, um, you know, a la, you know, the Tampa, you know, game last night after the first 10 minutes. So I hope they weather the storm. We'll see how they do, but <clears throat> the key is the first 10 minutes. New school, New school gritty. gritty. <laughs> I'm going 5-2 Leafs. Matthews is a big night. That's why I got my Matthews hat on right now. You are wearing your Matthews hat. <laughs> yeah. Who's got the most at stake in this series? Matthews. Players or coaches? Matthews, Babcock, Tavares, Riley, Anderson, whoever. Who's got the most at stake? I think it's Babcock because, um, you know, he's been preaching, you know, this is the team, this is our group, our power play is our toughness. And where the fans have sort of been, you know, saying for the you know last couple months, hey, this team's not deep enough, it's not strong enough, it's not heavy enough, it's not truculent enough. So, um, you know, 
he's got the confidence in this group. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the situations with lineup personnel hasn't been handed, you know, handled the best. You know, I guess Sparks is back. Uh, you know, Ennis is sort of in and out of the lineup mm-hmm. where I think he's earned his keep where, you know, he's doing the most with the least amount of, uh, you know, opportunity on this team. So I think the onus is really on Babcock to have a, a, a good showing because if they get bounced first round and they don't start strong next year, you know, they got a good coach in Sheldon Keefe in the minors. I think some people might be calling for for a change. Well, so. Jeff, you were talking about, like, uh, the players. What about the, the captaincy? Matthews, like, whoever what? steps who's up. Who's the captain? There. You know, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If, if whoever has a big playoffs, is that who's going to get to see? You brought up Morgan Riley, Tavares. Like, I don't think the stress is going to be too much on JT right now. First year there, no. have 47 goals. But I think uh, with Matthews' his performance last year, I agree with you that there's going to be a couple more eyes watching and judging to see how he does. But... Would that determine who wears the C next I season? think, you know, it's not the most important question out of this, but if they go out in the first round, um, you know, look, people are good. There's, there's no excuse not – if you're not, not going to have a captain next year, you're never going to have a captain. It's about time they get a captain, You know, too, and, right? and I think that – and I, I said this a little earlier as well. If Austin Matthews has a, has a big series and they beat Boston – then I think he gets the C neck. Not that that's the most important thing, but I think a lot of people will be viewing this as, you know, this is Austin Matthews' series to win. Um, you know, first first time you're in as a rookie, it's a rookie. You don't have any expectations. Last year, he kind of had a built-in excuse because of the ice time thing. Yeah. And this if he gets ice time this year, he has to do something with it. Yeah, but it's it's tough as a young guy to really step up in your entry level and be the go-to guy. So I know it's the new NHL where, you know, but everyone's, Jeff, you know, but, you know, you remember a couple of years ago, you know, people were uh, disappointed in Sagan's playoff performance, you know, when they won the cup, but he's a young guy. So it's tough for those young guys. Well, I think with Sagan, it's more his season. He had a pretty good playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He had like 27 points his first year. Yeah. And then he had uh, yeah. a really good playoff. That's true. But we keep forgetting that it's, it's the unsung heroes and the and the go-to guys. They they usually bring it home. They don't get you over the fence, right? So that first those first that first round, it's 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 tough. It's tough to get your footing. Well, and, to go back to Jeff's point, I think yeah. it's it's I think all eyes are on Matthews, and I think if he doesn't get the ice time, that's another excuse. Then that goes back to what you were saying about Babcock because yeah. he's your. Top scorer. He's got to play. He's got to be the number one guy. You need your fourth line to be heavy. You can't be mm-hmm. expecting your fourth line to play 12 to 15 minutes a night. They're going to not play a whole lot. you got to run with your big dogs. Mm-hmm. They're going to be worn down by the end of this playoffs. Um, hopefully they go further than the first round and they're getting further ahead because I think they can beat this Boston team with the talent they have up front. But you need those guys plugging away every single day, every single night, and just getting better and playing their best hockey. Yep, that's true. Yeah, and and I think that one of the things that does concern me though is I, I wonder if maybe we aren't underestimating Boston's depth. You know, we talked about how Toronto's got more depth up front, and they do, but Boston. You know, Jake DeBrusque had a nice season. As I said, I think Charlie Coyle was a nice pickup. Really um, nice pickup. You know, and they always have a guy. We talked about Carson Kuhlman could be. They have a guy every playoff where you just you shake your head and go, "Where the hell did that come from?" Um, but uh, I, I, I did want to ask you about Garrett Sparks' uh, situation. And, Anthony, you, you brought this up. Look, I, I think we all agree that Garrett Sparks or Michael Hutchinson, if they're, if they're playing a lot, something's, going, something's gone wrong in the playoffs. Um, but you guys have been around teams that have gone to the playoffs. Nobody likes a distraction. Like you, don't, you don't like the little 
niggling distractions, right? And they're causing the distraction. They didn't need to do all that, right? Exactly. But the, and that's my point to you. Like, I'm not saying that the Leafs are going to collapse because Garrett Sparks walked in the room yesterday. Yeah, but the... But the, come on. I, yeah, I, yeah. I guarantee you a lot of guys were going, huh? Yeah, the timing of it's off. And, you know, the media found out because they just came to the arena and his equipment wasn't there. And the explanation is, well, he's going to go work on his game. Well, that's what the offseason's for. Yeah, why are you trying to reinvent the wheel at yeah, this stage? Yeah, so, again, maybe something happened. Maybe it was his comments, uh, you know, calling up the team uh you know last month but you know going into do it then then. you know playoffs you want everybody on the exact same page and when you throw a wrench into things you know that's going to be something they're going to look back and say well you know this is maybe one of the reasons why but going uh, to that point yeah everyone be on the same page it starts with your management and your coaches Mm -hmm. and it comes it goes all the way down it filters to your players yeah so you don't want to speculate saying but something happened maybe where you know maybe they butted heads and say you know what for this to work you know, we have to do make this move. So it's just as it's just, you know, dumbfounding because, you know, they gave him the extension in the middle of the season. If you didn't think this was your guy, why would you extend him? So maybe it's for the mental aspect. Hey, you know what? Let's give him some security. Maybe he'll play a little bit better. And but can, it's he, just a weird this just a weird time. I can understand, you know, right after the trade deadline yeah. or before the trade deadline, you had an opportunity to actually really address this situation, right? Well, and so. here's the thing. I mean, we don't know. I, you know, I don't know the state of, of, of Mrs. Hutchinson's pregnancy or uh, anything <laughs> like that. But here, if, if I'm the Leafs and I know that there's a possible, I mean, I'm going to, I might just keep the guy around and bring Hutchinson up here as well. And, and you know what I mean? Like, even at the I, trade I, deadline, I, I his wife I, was still pregnant. No, but no, but <laughs> so, no, but, no, yeah, but what I'm, yeah. sa- what I'm saying is, if you know you've got to, you've basically got a plan for something. You've got to eliminate as many possible incidents from occurring. And if I've got a situation where I'm sitting there saying, "Okay, I don't have a lot of confidence in Garrett Sparks right now. We need to do something." Michael Hutchinson. I mean, you've talked about him. Technically, there are a lot of people who think he's a better goaltender. That's fine, but you know, there, there could be a, there could be. I mean, Michael's wife is pregnant. We, you know, maybe we've got to. Maybe we got to do this a little differently here. Maybe we do bring Mike up and keep Sparks here and, and just try to soft pedal it as opposed to just sending the guy away. Yeah, there's no thought. And, and, base, and they said, they basically said, we just got him out of here. He's going to go work on his game. But they sent Ozhaganov with him too. <laughs> so that's another thing too. Yeah. You know, the Russian players, they, they can get uh, cranky pretty quick. And that's another thing too. When you got guys that are, you know, part of the team and you send them off, that. That sends an uneasiness, you know, throughout the room because, you know, maybe some of the other fringe guys, you know, like Goche or, you know, uh, Patan who just, maybe I'm next. So when you're playing out of fear, that's when you make mistakes and you want guys to be comfortable, especially at this time of the year where, you know, this is our group. We're going to address whatever issues we have in the offseason. This is our group. We're going to go with what we have here. But when you throw this at this time of the season, yeah. it causes a bit of confusion where it, it has to be a distraction 100%. Uh, by the way, Mark Savard on Twitter says that uh, Zigamanis has disappeared because he owes me 50 bucks <laughs> because Marner beat Braden point in points. Show your face, pay your debts. Get off the back, Savard. okay? <laughs> By the way, do we know yet, is Mark Savard, is he going to go down and do the whole Bruins? You saw that in Twitter, right? You know how they have, they bring like a former Bruin back to start the yeah. game? Savard lobbied for it on Twitter. Said, oh, really? Bring me back. It would be emotional. So I'm, I'm just wondering. I'm wondering if there's been any resolution to that situation. Um, Anyway. Should he was a big part of that team for a long, long time. He had a big goal too. He had big overtime. It was against Phil. Was it against Philadelphia? The big overtime goal. I think it wasn't against Philadelphia. I played against Mark when we had the big brawl, Atlanta versus uh, versus Boston. It was a huge line brawl. Yeah, and he fought Nathan Horton, 
And it was when he was just coming off those concussions, and he held his own. He's pretty tough. He's yeah. really tough. Oh, he's tough guy. He is a tough guy. <laughs> he's a no, he's he's a big lad. I, I I can see him. I can see him doing that. Um. So again, but just we'll put the Garrett Sparks situation to rest. As I said, it's not technically. I don't know if it's that big a deal, but you you like everything again. You like to eliminate as many distractions as possible when you go in the playoffs, and this is. If the series doesn't go well, you know that people are going to say, well, look at how it started. It started with them basically bringing back a guy that, that they, uh, you know, that they, that they'd exiled to begin with. So, um, how much is, you know, we talked about this could be a big series for Austin Matthews and Mike Babcock and and Freddie Anderson as well. What about for John Tavares? You know, like I, I made this point in my comment this morning. When John Tavares came here as a free agent, I think everybody looked at it from sort of the point of view of the team, what it meant for the team. But you know what? This is a guy who could have gone, he could have gone to San Jose. It was Savard beat, uh, yeah, the Bruins beat the Flyers. On, it's a stick uh, throw. Do you have a visor throw. on there? Yes or no? He did not have a visor. So um, no more. Anyhow, now <laughs> I lost my, <laughs> uh, I lost my train of thought. But I want to know no. what you meant by <laughs> John Tavares, he's got a thing about visors. Every team needs a guy or two you must have without been, a visor. You must have been upset when you saw Pavelski put the full face thing on yeah, after that's taking... Not, that's not good. That's even worse than he the, the, the hot fishbowl. Like he took the puck off a mouth. I'm just saying my brother wore one of those, but he actually broke his jaw in a fight, so that's why he had to wear it. But Anyhow, yeah. um, John Tavares left money on the table, and, and I think John Tavares is as much invested in this, this series as anybody. Yeah, he could have gone to San Jose for more money, Probably had a better chance at the cup or, or a chance of getting the cup sooner than he does here. Um, he's got a lot invested in this, doesn't he, Sean, for John Absolutely. Tavares, personally? Absolutely. I think they have, going back to the timeline, I think they have five years with Matthew signing that five-year deal. So you got Tavares for the next step, well, six after this one. But um, I think he's going to come to play. I mean, he's a true professional. I remember that series where he beat uh, Florida Panthers and he came out lights out. He was had that wraparound goal. He was playing yeah, so hard. And th- seeing him in play with uh, the Olympic team and Worlds and World Juniors as a young man, and he just always gets up for this hockey. He's a true professional. He's 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 invested in the game. He wants to win. I don't think things like this with Sparks is going to bother him. If you listen to a lot of his comments, he's always that doesn't affect us. He's he's focused on the process, one step at a time, getting better every day. So I would expect him to be really good in this playoff series. And uh, I mean, um, that's why I like him for the captaincy, but. Uh, you seem to think Matthews is there, Stu. So <laughs> Matthews, it, giving it's going to go to him for sure. Yeah. He's got to be the difference maker. Yeah. Um, so with Tavares, we talk about, you know, people being someone's boy. And I think he's officially the Toronto fan base's boy. He can do no wrong with the mm-hmm. season he had. He came in, you know, he almost saved the day. He had a quiet 47-goal uh, season. Um, you know, he's playing lights out. He's playing that gritty game where he's going to the net. Most of his goals are in front of the net. So there's, you know, he's Van Riemsdyk's replacement and more. So... I think regardless of how this playoffs goes, you know, he's officially cemented as he can do no wrong in the, in in the, in the eyes of the fans. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about that line though. Anyways, like with Marner and Hyman, like those guys are going to compete too. The three of them together, they compete so hard. They don't give up on pucks. Like they, they just keep fighting. They, their sticks are so good. They strip guys all the time. It's the other lines I'd be worried about. Yeah, I mean, I'm worried about Matthews that. You know, the uh, Brown needs there. a big series. You know, Dermot needs a big series. Marlowe needs a big series. Brown you know, can be that Kapanen, guy you're talking you know, about. So I think, you know, I think it's almost an audition for Kapanen or Janssen to see who's going to be here next year because I don't think they can keep both with the amount that they have to pay them. 
I think whoever steps up and has that bigger playoffs, they're going to be the one that's uh, getting that multi-year deal. Uh, if you're interested. Well, I think it's Kapanen that's going to get that deal. I think you got to keep Why him. Why Johnson? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, have Kapanen and Nylander I similar know, player? I don't know if you can keep Nylander, Johnson, Kapanen, and Marner. I don't know if you can keep all four of them. Nope. I really, I, I, I really don't. Um, in nine seasons with the Islanders, uh, Tavares made the playoffs three times. Played 24 games. He had 22 points. He won one round. Um, he scored a double overtime goal in 2016 to beat the Panthers. That was the to advance to the second round for the first time in 22 years. And, uh, you know, even Tavares's Olympic gold medal in 2014, remember that he didn't finish that tournament. I think he suffered a, was it a knee or ankle, mm-hmm. knee or ankle injury after, after four games in that Olympic tournament. So, yeah, I, I just think John Tavares has, has a ton invested in this in this series and, and personally at least has a ton invested in well, this at least series. have a ton invested in them. 11 million for seven yes. years so <laughs> that's yeah that's you better true. play well that's true <laughs> uh we will take a break we'll be back with offside onside or onside offside depending on how you want to look at it it's at least morning skate on sportsnet 590 the fan good show good podcast subscribe to podcasts of good show at itunes or with your favorite podcatcher sportsnet 590 the fan on demand now back to leafs morning skate on sportsnet 590 the fan offside well guys five minutes each for fighting or onside my goodness whose side are you on hey get off my back all right let's go All right. <laughs> just fun watching this, man. So we had to watch Mark Savard's overtime goal against the uh, Flyers. I forgot that was uh, Savvy's first game back after uh, concussion. And then, of course, we had to watch the line brawl. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Lease Morning Skate. Jeff Blair, Anthony Stewart, Sean Mathias. You're on a roll, so I'm going to let you do offside onside. And I'm just, I'm just going to shut up this time so that... All right. Okay, bear with go. me here. At, uh, don't get uh, your underwear in a bunch, as they would say. Offside or onside, Garrett Sparks and or Michael Hutchinson will see game action this playoff series versus Boston. My goodness. Onside. I'm going to say Sparks is going to play. Sparks. Yes, because why not? He's number 2B on the depth chart right now. Not 2A, I don't care. number 2B. He's gonna, it's, <laughs> it's just getting so weird at this point. Like, why wouldn't he just get some game time? So, yeah, so I'm going to say he's going to play some hockey this series. I'm not going to say anything just because the last time I did that, you know, it was played back to embarrass me. Well, I'll, I'll go I, against myself here and I'll say offside. What? Uh, what? Just based on the fact that... Uh, Wait a minute, you just... Pulled yourself offside. Well, I got to be, you know, devil's advocate here. So well, no, I say, I'll play devil's advocate. I'll say you're. I'll, I'll, I'll say. You're, I'll say. I will say Freddie Anderson. I'll say you're offside. Yeah, no, I don't. I just don't. I think Freddie Anderson has to, uh, you know, yeah, have know. a little bit of a redemption series. Last year, he had a three point seven six save uh, goals against average and eight ninety six save percentage, and they still went seven games. So I think he's going to play a lot better than that, and. We I think he's so. going to actually pitch a couple shutouts this series. That's so. Hey, I, I hope I'm wrong. Man. Wait a minute. I you hope went I'm from wrong. Saying, that you went, don't make no sense. No, that makes no sense. You went from saying Just that, because I came up with, the, with uh, you know, the question doesn't mean I have to, you know, <laughs> leer one way or the other. <laughs> yes. No? 
Yes, it does. Do I sound like Ziggy right now? <laughs> yes, you making do. Making sense by not making sense. <laughs> Just staring the pot, Ace, dude. <laughs> So hey, okay, all right. Let's. Uh, the, the Bruins are at home. They'll have the last line change. You're Mike Babcock. How are you using your two lines? Are you are, are you going to try to get Bergeron, or are you going to try to get Matthews against Bergeron? How are you going to use How are you going to use your two lines again? Understanding that Bruce Cassidy has the final line change here. He's got the final Sean. line change. So I think if you try and overcomplicate, it's just going to get get your team out of a rhythm. I think a lot of the stuff that's been going on with the ice time and stuff is Babs trying to match lines and just let your team play at this point. I mean, you got, you're going to play your top three heavy. You're yeah. not going to play your fourth line a whole lot. You need your top three going. You need your top two being the difference maker, and you need those heroes like you talked about on the third line. Maybe that's a Connor Brown. But, I mean, if you're trying to, like, get your third line out there against Bergeron or, like, Kadri against Bergeron and those guys, I mean, I think Tavares and Marner and Hyman would be great against that top line. They they play a good 200-foot game like them. They might sub, like cancel each other out, and then you have Matthews playing against their other lines, and he can score. I mean, that's yeah. what I would probably think. I would focus a little bit more on the face-off matchups as opposed to anything, right? So if you're in the defensive zone, you don't want to be putting the fourth line out there but because they've gotten bit a couple times. So I'd focus a little bit. A little bit more on that, as but opposed to he loves to... putting his fourth line in the, those defensive zone draws. I don't get that. It's frustrating, right? Well, you got to throw them a bone because that's the worst thing as a top line player. You get caught out there for you know forty five seconds, your own end. You change, and then within twenty seconds, you're back out there. That's almost worth worse than putting out uh, you know your fourth line. A, I think a that's why you need Kadri for yep, those true. draws because it's like Gochi and them they get hemmed up in their own end all the time, and it's frustrating to watch, especially when Lindholm was there. I think you should bring back the non delay of game. You should be able to pick the puck up, throw it over the glass <laughs> if you're the bottom two lines. Hey, only if you're the bottom two. Commissioner line. for the day. There you go. I'd love to see Marner and uh, Tavares against um, like uh, their number one line with Marshawn and Bergeron. I think that'd be that'd be fun to watch. Uh, we've been asking people all week what they would trade for Leafs Bruins Game Four tickets, and we've been asking folks to tweet a photo or video of what they're willing to trade uh, every day on each of the three shows, starting lineup, good show, and this show. Uh, we've been. Uh, reading out the name or Twitter handle of somebody who has offered a trade for uh, tickets to game four. And every day the qualifiers uh, will tune in later. They'll find out who Bob McCowan thinks should be that day's finalist. And next Tuesday we'll have all the finalists on Twitter for a vote. Um, Yesterday, Andrew in Ottawa offered basically a year's a year of blood donations for game four tickets every 56 days. If he does that and has one beer, he's done. For the, <laughs> he's done for the count. By the way, you know, at the University of Manitoba, we used to do that on Fridays to raise beer money because they would, because they do all sorts of testing. They give you 20 bucks. Oh, really? They'd give you 20 bucks to go in and give blood. So we do can't that. do it every day, can you? They didn't know. I wouldn't do it every day. It was just on Friday. You'd <laughs> go in there, bang, give blood, then go to the engineering social. <laughs> was awesome anyhow uh today's qualifier is daniel saltzman whose twitter handle is at daniel saltzman five you have 590 seconds to call us at 416-870-0590 star 591 590 seconds to call us he has offered a mystery box which could be anything it's a christmas mystery box what's in the box <laughs> It's a blank box. It's in good shape. 
It actually looks to me like it's been photoshopped, to be quite honest, onto the car seat. But there you go. Do they actually have to come through with with the bet? Like when yeah. They oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not opening that. <laughs> what? The box? No chance. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not a big... I'll just leave that. Anyhow, Daniel Salzman, you've got 590 seconds to call. And uh, we'll take your mystery box. I, I, there's, so, there's so many places. What's in the box? Yeah. I'm going to get to the bottom. I'm going to find his Twitter handle. <laughs> Show me what's in the box. Uh, oh, what's in the box? Was that Zygamanis? It sounded like Zygamanis. He's here. I know he's in the building somewhere. What are the odds that he doesn't pay Savard it's, 50 bucks? He's probably one of the cheapest guys in the league. That's, I don't know. Anyhow. He's still, he's still living off his per diem from Kingston. <laughs> Can we <laughs> save that one? Put yeah. that one in the kitty? <laughs> Oh, they're both co-hosting Hockey Central at noon today. Oh, that'll be interesting. Oh. There you go. Mr. Zigamanis, bring change. And don't don't be bringing the 50 loonies or anything like that. Like, bring 50 bucks. 50 doll hairs. 50 doll. That's, that's his style. 50 doll hairs. Um, you know, we talked a lot about the Leafs going into this series and the X factor for the Leafs and who that might be. Who do you think the X factor will be for the Bruins in this series? Because, again, it's a very Boston thing, isn't it, Sean Mathias, to have a, a guy you don't know have a great series? We go with Charlie McAvoy. I love watching that kid play. I think he's like a Drew Doughty kind of, but I could see him being the guy that could really step up. Did so. you see what happened in practice yesterday, by the way? You want to talk about holding your breath. David Backus and him collided, and he went down in a heap. And I was watching uh, one of the Boston TV stations had a camera rolling. And your first reaction is he's blowing out his knee. He got up and finished practice, but it was uh, like talk about your worst nightmare. Charlie McAvoy for you. Uh, for me, it's Brad Marchand. Um, he he walks that fine line, and I think if he he goes on the wrong side of the line, it's really going to benefit the Toronto Maple Leafs. If he's taking those dumb penalties, if he's licking guys, he gets teed up. He he has a bad quote in the newspaper. I think the Leafs can really use that to his advantage. So if he sticks to playing hockey and you know, he had a great season scoring 100 points. I think he can really, you know, hurt the Leafs, but I think he can actually hurt the uh, the Boston Bruins if he gets on the wrong side of that line. How surprised are, are both of you guys that he is a 100-point player? Like, he's a he's been a good offensive player, and, but he's also a bit of a crap disturber. And yeah. he's, he's changed his game a little bit. Look at his stats over his career. I mean, the last couple of years, he's been 80, almost hit 40 yeah. goals. I think it was last season. So he's gotten better as his uh, plays progress. But early in his career, I mean, he was like a 40 half point per game guy. Then he was 50, 60 for a long time. And he was a guy, so, you, yeah, could, he was a guy you could go into penalties too, wasn't he? Yeah, but he's, he was, he's evolved. His game's gotten a little bit more rounded. I'm more surprised that, you know, he's got the 96 penalty minutes, but I'm more surprised that he's doing it because, you know, they... They have a high-octane offense, but I think the team's more defensively minded. They have a deep defense. They, they they play on the right side of the puck most of the time. And, again, he's got some great line mates. But Early in his career, he was secondary scoring now. Now he's the mm -hmm. top guy. Like, he's number one now. But I think he's now the new the new NHL pest, right? With fighting going down, he sort of now has more room because guys are afraid to engage with him because, you know, you can't fight him. You're going to take a penalty. Guys are afraid to, you know, even, you know, entertain him. So that sort of now gives him more room to do what he does. You yeah. think you'll be licking anyone's face this year? Maybe. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise you. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just well, it'll be a visor because if they weren't wearing a visor, be licking to, their actual yeah. face. So, <laughs> but to go to your point, I mean, he's he's crossed the line many times and he's won a Stanley Cup. But I and, think 
Toronto's, they're ready for him this year. Um, I could see Kadri maybe going after him the first couple shifts, but then just say, you know what, let him, leave him alone. Don't get him, uh, don't don't engage him, just leave him alone. Let him try to put up his points and, uh, you know, maybe he'll get his his assist or his goal, but don't don't get into the war of words. Don't get into, you know, uh, you know the crap, as they say with him. Mm. So. They've got five guys on that team from the 2011 Stanley Cup champions. They're still there. Krejci, Rask, uh Marchand and 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 Bergeron, of course, Chara. Yeah. Talk, talk to me a little bit about Patrice about Patrice Bergeron. What makes him so good, especially in the faceoffs circle? Sure. I was going to say the faceoffs. It's ridiculous trying to beat him. He'll, I mean, he's so steady. Like he plays a full two hundred foot game, but he does all the little things well. He'll get in front of blo- shot blocks, and he'll he's got a good stick. But it's like stuff like the faceoffs. I mean, he's he's really hard to beat. And if your team's starting off with the puck every every time he takes a faceoff, I mean, that's really going to help you. But I mean, he's he's a, he's a guy that keeps that team going. He's the motor. I mean, he must be really good in the room. I've never met him personally, but from everyone I say, he's just hear from. He's a stand-up guy, and he's uh, he's been a good leader for that team for is many years. Is he nominated years. for the Selkie this year? He's always close, isn't he? <sighs> Shit, I don't even know. I don't even know. But he's um, yeah. He he. I I remember, um, and I'm trying to think of who who the center was for Toronto. But I remember it was the the first playoff series they they played the Bruins after they got back in the playoffs the one where James Reimer was the goalie and I remember I was covering it and I remember being in the Boston dressing room after I think it was the workout between game one and two and Bergeron was talking to it was one of the Boston there was a Boston TV guy I don't know who but he was talking to him about face-offs and he talked for about and it was a one-on-one interview he talked to him for about 20-25 minutes about face-offs Oh really? And it was just it was it was it was fascinating. And and I don't know if it was I don't know if Gord Kluzak was I don't know who it was. It was a former NHL player, but I remember just the amount of I think people underestimate, don't they? The amount of work guys put in the face-off circle. You know, they they'll go to a practice and maybe they see a guy doing it after practice and working on it. But to get really good at it, you've got to really focus on it, don't you? You do man? video and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But they work hard after practice, for sure. But they uh, usually the skills coach does video with the centers and sends them like a scouting report. Especially this time of year, they'll have scouting reports. If Ziggy put faceoff coach on his resume, he would probably be hired in a second by any NHL team. He was very he good. He refuses for some reason. Oh, I don't want to teach the kids faceoffs. It's not. Uh, it's not pertinent in today's NHL. But I'm like, yeah, it is. It is. It's hundred percent. Yeah, but Bergeron. Uh, quick fun fact: uh, his first NHL training camp, he actually got sent down. And he was on his way. He was at the airport at the gate ready to board the plane. And they had to send someone to the airport to come and get him because they had an injury. So Mm -hmm. he was going to go down to the minors. I think it was actually back to junior. Right. And uh, due to an injury, he made the team. That's fine. Fun fact of the day. Has he? That nine game mark because that's what happened. He he made it out of junior. He went back to world juniors that year, right? Yep. So another fun fact, you should look up Marshawn's uh, Stanley Cup tattoo. (laughs) Is that the one that was misspelled? Yeah. Yeah. That's karma. (laughs) <laughs> what, what was it, Stalny Cup or something? C-A-R-M-A, right? Karma, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, the, the, the misspelled. T- I wonder if he ever got that corrected. Maybe it's the French spelling. You never know. No, there's, there's no, there's no, it's the same spelling in French as, as, as it is, <laughs> same spelling in French as it is in English. Um, all right, so we, I, I, we got your pick on this series, I think. I've said Boston in six. What are you saying? Anthony? I'm going to say Toronto. Toronto and Toronto in six. Okay. I'm going with Toronto, too. I'm trying to walk the streets safe, so I'm saying Toronto in six. Um, works out. <laughs> <laughs> you got Toronto in how many games? Let's go seven. Go seven? Okay. 
I'm the only one. That... Where's everyone watching the game tonight? That's the question. I got I'll be. I'll be watching it at home. I'm calling in sick to my gym. I'm going to be watching it maybe at your local Boston Pizza. What are you? Scarborough. Is that a, is that a plug? Uh, St. Louis? <laughs> no. Um, we have, as I said, we've been asking folks uh, all week long to uh, submit pictures or videos via Twitter as to what and they would now, trade. It's time for Sportsnet 590 for tickets to game four for the Boston Toronto series. Uh, yesterday, Andrew in Ottawa was willing to give away a couple of pints of blood. Daniel Saltzman. Today's uh, contestant has agreed to give away a mystery box, which, as he says, could be anything. <laughs> All right, Daniel, you're on with uh, Sean Mathias, Anthony Stewart, and Jeff Blair. Now, fess hey up. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good, good. Fess up. Was this photoshopped or is that a real box? That is 100% a real box. All right. It looks pretty new. That would suggest that it might be something pretty decent. Hmm? I, I can tell this. It's somewhat... Uh, somewhat valuable. It's not. It's not nothing. It's not nothing. So it's somewhat valuable. Oh, yeah. Does it have a face? I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. Who face. would you like opening the box? Oh, that's a good one. Who would you like opening the box? That's good. Um, I don't know. Let's go with you, Jeff. <laughs> How heavy is the box? Do you like uh... me? <laughs> Yes, I, I listen to you every day. Okay, so that's good. So because I was a little afraid that if you don't like, I'm not going to open the box. It could be. I want it to be a horse head or something like that. <laughs> uh, that that would be, that would have been pretty good. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't have been good, not for the horse, but anyhow. So I'll <laughs> yeah, take. Uh, I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. So it's a mystery box. Could be anything. Where do you live, Daniel? I'm uh, right here in Toronto. All right. Well. Uh, listen, best of luck in this. I'm I'm always a little concerned by these things because, again, I do have an active imagination, and um, I've had an aversion to boxes for a long time. So, but um, fair enough. I, it's just a thing I've had. Daniel, thanks for doing this, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Have a great one. All righty. So you're opening the box. I guess I'm going to open the box. We know that he allegedly likes me. So as I said, it's not going to be. I don't know. I just there's something that looks photoshopped. That's a fake box. There's something fishy about this. Yeah. But hey, you're how heavy? You answer how heavy? Should have asked him. Travis quickly ask him how heavy it is. What kind of car is that? <laughs> no, I don't. Want <laughs> we could need scale. Kind of car it is. Anyhow, congratulations, Daniel Saltzman. You uh, your mystery box has put you in the running for a pair of tickets to Game Four. Where will you open the box too? I should have asked. Do I need a Do I need a safe room to open it? Do I need to wear gloves? Some power lines above you, like out in the field. Do I need a mask? There's such oh, things. I've never seen this, a Travis. Box. I've seen like a. <laughs> you know what I could do? I could get Ziggy to open it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we get Ziggy man. Stop the fifty dollar bet in for there you to go. open the box. Anyhow, uh, that's it for Leafs morning skate. Uh, don't forget Leafs Bruins game one of that best of seven series hockey central at noon. They'll have you uh, covered as well, and uh, you'll get to see if Mike Stigamanis gives Mark Savard the $50 he owes him as a result of their bet. Baseball Central's next. Go anywhere.